0: Magic 94.9, I am so pleased to be able to talk with Sheriff Chad Cronister from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Pleasure, that's for sure. How are you holding up?
0: I, you know, (laughs) I think pretty much like everybody else, just hanging in there, taking it one day at a time.
1: How are you? Good, busy as you could imagine, but uh, again, like most families, just hoping everyone's doing their part so we can get through this and get back to some type of normal life.
0: Well, you know, I wanted to ask you about that. Do you feel like the curfew that was just set forth is going to help? I mean, what are you guys seeing on the streets and dealing with the most right now?
1: I think that people need to take individual responsibility and stay at home. And, And I'm happy to announce, because I'm everywhere in the county, in the city and out in the unincorporated parts of the county, a vast majority of our communities doing the right thing and from the bottom of my heart thank you that's why I think the numbers aren't rising as as quick as they are or I should say even quicker than they are. But unfortunately, we have that small portion of the population that doesn't think they're affected by this, yeah. And they're meeting in large gatherings. And the unfortunate part is that not only is it not is it affecting them; they're going home to living with their mom, living with their grandparents, and and that's the part, the frightening part. We're <sighs> worried about them infecting those individuals.
0: Do you think that that's kind of your department's biggest challenge right now? Is just trying to get that point across to people? I'd say that was our
1: biggest challenge. All the challenges we're facing is the biggest is to stop this community spread of COVID-19, and we know the only thing that works is keeping our distance from each other, Mm -hmm. and when you gather in 10, uh, more than 10 people, and there's 100 of you outside of a convenience store uh, drinking and having a good time, we have to realize you're doing nothing but setting us back and continuing that community spread, but again, that's in small portions. I will tell you that out of the 214, and this was a day ago, we had 15 calls the day before, that we go out, Everyone's been compliant. Hey, listen, you guys can't gather like this. Uh, yes, yes, deputy, and and they and they break up. We haven't had to go back to the second place twice.
0: Wow, so that's promising. That's great to hear. That
1: that means the education portion of it's of it it, it, it is working. And I, and I can't believe this. Uh, yesterday, in the 24-hour period, no COVID-19 related calls for service where we've had to report to any large gatherings. It's wow. the first time since this. Uh, a, this administrative safer home orders went into place that we hadn't had to respond to one call for service.
0: See, that's great to hear. And I, I appreciate you telling us about that, because for people that are staying at home and trying to follow the guidelines to the best of our ability, we don't know what's going on on the streets and what's happening in our community. So uh, thank you for that info.
1: And I hope t- at tomorrow's emergency policy group meeting, we'll get some more clarity. Mm-hmm. I think I, I shouldn't say I think I know that everyone on this emergency policy group their hearts in the right place. You know, we don't want to impose more sanctions or restrictions. The problem is we still have a small portion of the people that just don't get it or refusing to listen. And I don't believe what we call call the order. I don't know if it's going to encourage those folks and shame on them. Then they're going to it force us to the to enact the enforcement part of this yeah. uh, in some areas in the city where they're just being noncompliant. Uh, but again, we'll get some more clarity to the curfew tomorrow. I certainly have some questions, and I think when we, when those of us who voted for it rushed to vote for it, it's because we just got done listening to uh, doctors telling us that less than 10% of the cases are reported, that the numbers are still skyrocketing, and that as an emergency policy group member, we needed to do more. And that's why I think they're going to talk about masks tomorrow. I'm, not that I'm, I'm in favor of it. I think that we need to encourage people, hey, when you're out in publics or you're working at an essential business, wear a mask, protect your yourself and your family but I don't think you can mandate it I think we can encourage it to follow CDC guidelines but I don't I don't believe I think after tomorrow I don't I, I think you'll see common sense prevail and nothing will be mandatory
0: you know I was just gonna ask you about that because a lot of people are kind of like well, we don't even have masks you know would a scarf work would a bandana work what are we supposed to do if we if it is mandated that'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow and I, I appreciate your thoughts on that and,
1: and anything helps anything you wear will help block some you yeah 95 blocks 95 some 80 but 80 60 70 that's better than zero you know so anything you wear is going to help and when i'm out in public i try to do the same but i have to tell you all of our deputies all our law enforcement some of our first responders even some of our health care practitioners don't have enough of that personal protective equipment how can we go out and enforce a a, a mandatory wear a mask law when we don't have them ourselves oh my gosh you find comfort in the fact that again this community should be proud of itself because Mm -hmm. they are doing the right thing there are so many people that are sacrificing so much just for even the opportunity to to return back to some semblance of normalcy in our society and for and to them thank you. I, I commend you. I applaud you. And you're going to be the ones that help us flatten this curve and get back to a normal life.
0: Well, you know, Sheriff, you just brought up something perfect. Um, because I say this every time we do like a Thanksgiving food drive or anytime there's a need in our community, our community does not fail. It really pulls together to, to make things happen for people in need. And tomorrow, as you know, we have the big Feed It Forward virtual food drive going on to benefit Metropolitan Ministries. It's happening all throughout the day tomorrow from 6 a.m. till 12 midnight. You know, what I didn't realize in in getting this information from Met men, you know, they've been around our Tampa Bay community for 48 years. Their 48-year history, and this is the most overwhelmed they've ever been. I mean, that's really sobering to hear something like that. Their demand is three times what it normally is. And 75% of the people that are going to Metropolitan Ministries for help have just been laid off recently due to this virus. Tampa residents I mean, they really do pull together to help and to make things happen. And with this virtual food drive, we're really hoping to raise a lot of money and, and we'll have a virtual pantry as well so people can pick food items out for uh, people in need that way as well. So it'll be great.
1: This is an amazing and great campaign that your radio show and the entire Cox Media Group is doing. <laughs> you know, during Christmas, you have people come out and give. But you're exactly right. The, the, our, our local la- grassroots charities are taxed more than ever charitable giving is down by 78% and the need is outweighing the resources they need our help and, and, and you don't need a ton of money to do it right. you think okay a uh, dollar ninety seven a dollar ninety seven will feed ten people if you like you said go in and donate and go to the virtual buy a can of food and you're like oh i'm not going to waste my time it's not going to have that big of an impact yes it will yeah. we I can tell you there are too many people out there that are hard workers that have a lot of pride but unfortunately them them and their partners their wives their husbands they've lost their jobs they have nothing they, that food insecurity is a real thing right now. They don't know where their next meal for them, their children or families are coming from. We as a community have the opportunity to come together to make a small donation and have a large impact. And you're exactly right. When we look back in history, we're going to see that we made it through this pandemic. But what's going to define us is how we came together and took care of one another. And I think it's going to be defined right here in the Tampa Bay community. That's what makes Tampa Bay such a special place to live is how we take care of each other.
0: It it really is. Now, I'm a Wisconsin girl. I I grew up there, but I've been in the Tampa Bay area for a couple decades. And I'll tell you, there's just no place like it. It really, people do not let uh, their neighbors down. And I think we're really going to make an impact, hopefully, tomorrow. Um, and our partner, Mosaic, has also pledged to donate $15,000. So that that certainly helps right there. And uh, and thank you for helping us spread the word on that. That is amazing. Sheriff, I before I let you go, because I know we're all on a time limit today, I only have a few minutes with you, but I got to bring up, I, I know I'm not a TMZ or anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see your interview on TMZ talking about Tiger King. And by the way, you were awesome on the show. So have you watched Tiger King? Have you watched all the episodes? I have. My wife and son wanted to watch it. And I said, okay, we'll sit down and watch it. And we binge
1: watched it over four days in the, in the evening time uh, when things quieted down for a little bit. And I was just as curious. I tell you, at the same time, I was flooded with a lot of memories uh, from back when that occurred yeah. it was the same time that baby Sabrina Eisenberg went missing and we had those two big cases at the at the same time so uh, it, it certainly led it led me to say, hey, listen, let's call the homicide section together. As we started getting a dozen, half a dozen, to a dozen leads a day, and say, hey, we, we need to look into this. This may be an opportune time to take advantage of this phenomenon, of this docu series, yeah. and be able to be able to finally, 23 years later, solve this case. Do you feel like that will happen? I do. I'm optimistic. I tell you what, when pe- when things become more popular, people feel more comfortable talking and. From watching the series, you see how people almost had to prove their allegiance on a daily basis because they all were so competitive and so skeptical of each other, they thought that everyone amongst them was a spy and and i do think that these these relationships soured quite quite frequently listen there's someone out there that was involved in this that's aware of this and i'm encouraging that person come forward let's let's bring some closure to the family and let's finally solve this case
0: wow so and i know on tmz you were saying that you feel multiple people have knowledge of this or were involved and uh yeah you want to put this thing to rest so since the uh series the docu series aired I just want to make sure I got that that right, that you have gotten more calls.
1: We're averaging about a half a dozen a day. Most most are theories. Like you and I, they watch the series and they're like, oh, okay, this is who did it. And yeah. this, is, this is how it was done. Um, some of them not viable. We have gotten some viable leads though that we're going to look into. Wow. I met with the detectives two weeks ago and ask the supervisors to start from scratch, look at everything, let's re-interview the family, their kids, let's let's start from there and move on. And, and I tell you what, we, we have some leads that, that we, can, we can start working, uh, again, that people wanna come forward, people are sending us information, people are sending us copy of documents. So I'm, a t- I'm gonna tell you, I, I have a good feeling. I, I, I hope that we can take advantage of the popularity of this Netflix series and solve this case and bring some justice to this individual who I believe was was murdered
0: wow i i certainly hope so and i i wish you all the luck with that and i especially liked how you said let's give some peace to the family after all these years
1: he had four children three daughters and a son and they never got a chance to say goodbye and that's why i think what what that's what makes this so suspicious you know what wealthy person leaves their wealth behind leaves their loving children behind and then the doc, the documentary got some things right some some things wrong but but even in the will that was called into question and the person that said hey i i, I saw this with that disappearance clause have you ever and i said this on the on uh, for tmz have you ever heard ever ever in your life someone that created a will that says if i disappear give my money to this person too yeah and then this, and then the oh. individual leaves their children with 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 no money Like I said, it's just, there's too much suspicion surrounding this. I think it's too complicated, it's too sophisticated for one person to carry out.
0: Sheriff Cronister, thank you so much. I'm running out of time with you here, but I really appreciate your thoughts on what's going on in our Tampa Bay community with this horrible pandemic we're dealing with, and uh, also your thoughts on Tiger King and and possibly solving this case. Thank you so much for your time today, and of course, your service.
1: My pleasure. Stay healthy and stay safe, everyone.
0: Oh, you too, Sheriff. We really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for all the support.